0: If at first you don't succeed with Formula One, try, try again with the world of outlaws. On the show today, I've got a crazy story for you about the early days of Boundless Motorsports and what they were doing before they bought the outlaws from Ted Johnson. Plus news today from Mike Marler and Kaylee Bryson, and what to watch this weekend. Let's go. It's Thursday, October 26th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm going to kick this final show of the week off with a little bit of history and a story for you. In the midst of all of this sprint car unrest, I've done a bunch of research this year around the history of the sport, and that includes the history of the World of Outlaws. You've seen snippets of my research pulled into various daily shows along the way, including most recently uh, about the Gum Out series from two weeks ago. And I did a daily back in January about the two previous attempts by competing a sprint car series to overturn the Outlaws' reign at the top. I'll link to that daily show below if you haven't seen it. It's a you know good uh, history about when those two other ha- uh, times happened. When researching the world of Outlaws, though, uh, an obviously pivotal point in history is the Paul Kruger slash boundless slash dirt motorsports period that ultimately morphed into World Racing Group, which is what we still have today. That point with Kruger in charge is what set off that uh, second attempt to create a competing uh, national sprint car series because so many were unhappy with how things were playing out at the time. And that was the NST in 2006, which eventually folded after one season. But the story I have for you today is about Boundless and the motorsports project they attempted even before they went headfirst into trying to build a unified, vertically integrated dirt racing organization. Before Dirt Motorsports and Boundless, there was a precursor organization called GPX Partners LLC. GPX was a Texas-based LLC that listed Paul Kruger and Bobby Hartsleaf as directors. For those of you that remember back to Boundless and Dirt, Hartsleaf was at one point the CEO of Boundless under uh, Paul Kruger before resigning his position in 2005. And in the recent history of motorsports, Hartsleaf is an interesting character. He promoted the Formula One Grand Prix at the South African Kyalami circuit between 1981 and 1989 or 1985, and later was the manager for three-time Formula One world champion Nelson Piquet. Hartsleaf even popped up recently as he was involved in efforts to try and bring Formula One back to South Africa for the 2023 season, but that deal never materialized. And where this story is going is before they were interested in the world of outlaws and dirt racing. Kruger and Hartsleaf first attempted to build a full-on Formula One track near Dallas. We're obviously coming off of a weekend where Formula One just completed the USGP at a Texas-based track, but not near Dallas. The Circuit of the Americas is in Austin. Late in 2002, GPX issued a press release announcing the acquisition of more than 1,400 acres in Waxahachie, Texas, just south of Dallas, where they had plans to build, wait for it, Boundless Motorplex. The facility was going to include a 3.2 mile FIA and FIM approved road course, plus motocross village and a 50 acre jet ski and boat racing lake. The FIA and FIM approval would have allowed them to pursue both Formula One and MotoGP. Their plans included 100,000 grandstand seats, trackside condos, skyboxes, an RV resort, racing schools, a business park, and even an 18 hole golf course. The estimated project cost was $100 million, and they initially planned on being operational by 2004. But outside of the press release and some paperwork, nothing else ever really happened at the track. And obviously, it was never built. A year later, Kruger, Hartsleaf, and Leslie Wolf, and the rest of the Boundless founders had shifted their attention to dirt racing in their pursuit of Ted Johnson's World of Outlaws and Glenn Donnelly's Dirt in the Northeast. As a side note here, Hartsleaf's connection with Nelson Piquet even turned into an attempt by a Brazilian driver to transition to the World of Outlaws in 2004. Past Formula 3 racer Ricardo Mauricio uh, uh, raced at Las Vegas in 2004 in a car owned by Doug Lippincott. He didn't make the feature, but to this day still competes in motorsports, including in Stock Car Brazil. All right, let's move on to some current day uh, dirt racing stuff. And what's probably the biggest dirt late model driver change we've had so far in 2023, it was announced yesterday that Mike Marler is departing the Ronnie Delk-owned team after a 10-year run together. Something like almost 75 wins for the pairing, plus the 2018 World of Outlaws Late Model Series Championship. In 74 races in 2023, Marler had 11 victories, including three with the Outlaws, three with Lucas, and a Flow Series score at Eldora. He was also a prelim night winner back at the Dirt Late Model Dream in June. No future plans for either side were included in the release, but Marler's name has been floating around in the rumor mill for a while tied to another team, so I'm sure we'll have more on that shortly. Things have been fairly quiet for the Durley Model Silly season this year. We had the Will Harrington to Barry Wright move, Spencer Hughes from PCC to JCM, uh, Ryan Gustin pairing with Todd Cooney, and then the Longhorn house car change with Tim McCready out and Brandon Shepard in. I'm sure there are other moves coming, but the bigger intrigue for 2024 might be who decides to race with which series or go with a pick and choose schedule. Will the Lucas Chase convince more teams to jump in next year, or will it turn drivers off after what happened at Eldora? Can Steve Francis again build a sizable field of full-time outlaws and hold on to a bunch of them by world finals like he did this year? And will some of the regional racing draw guys back in, especially with tours like Hunt the Front bumping up to a $50,000 payout for their champion? There will again be no lack of options for the dirt Lay model teams. Looking around uh, the weekend in lay model racing, the Outlaws are off until world finals and Lucas is done for 2023. A bunch of heavy hitters are headed for East Alabama and the National 100. Uh, that finale is paying a very nice $49,000 to win. If you missed it earlier this week, we had Hunt the Front's Joseph, uh, Joseph Joyner, Joshua Joyner on Dirt Tracker Conversations, and he clued us in on the big name drivers they are expecting there. Check out that interview uh, if you haven't watched it yet this week. Uh, the MLRA wraps up its a season on Saturday at Wheatland, Missouri. Uh, They got a ten thousand win show, and they will crown their champion. Uh, Chad Simpson is in line for that title over brother Chris. Chad has three wins and ten top tens in sixteen races. He's got a two hundred and seventy point lead. You've also got supers at places like Georgetown and Thunderbird. That Thunderbird show will feature the late model debut for usual open uh, open wheel racer Kaylee Bryson. Bryson won the Silver Crown Rookie of the Year award this season and has a midget resume that includes multiple Chili Bowl feature appearances. She also made scattered sprint car starts this year, including with the USCS and in ASCS regional competition. She posted a video to social media last night that shows her getting some laps in. She looked pretty damn sporty. Uh, We were supposed to get a pair of season ending weekends for two other series, but rain has ruined both of those and prematurely ended those seasons. First was the USAC Sprint Cars at Red Dirt Raceway in Oklahoma. Their two nights are canceled. Uh, Justin Grant is officially the national sprint car champion. This is JG's second consecutive title. He got it done with an insane run to the finish that started in late July. After two nights outside the top 15 at Macon, Grant ran wild over the last 17 races, finishing eighth or better in 16 of them, which included eight victories. He swept the SmackDown at Kokomo and won two of the last three races on the calendar. He topped multi-time champ Brady Bacon and Emerson Axum in that final rundown. With uh, Silver Crown and Sprint Car Seasons done, the only thing left for USAC is the Midgets. Their West Coast swing to close the year starts on November 14th at Bakersfield. Logan Seavey has a sizable lead for that championship. Also, uh, with the Grant Youngins Memorial washed out for Friday at Lakeside, the USMTS Modified season is complete. We already knew Rodney Sanders was the series champion. He got it done with five wins and 27 top tens in 33 races. USMTS will hold their banquet in January in Kansas City. As for some racing, we will get to see the uh, uh, ASCS Short Track Nationals kickoff tonight at Texarkana 67 Speedway. This was postponed from a couple of weeks ago. Saturday is $20,000 to win, and they've got 60 plus 360 sprint cars on the entry list. Sam Hayford Team Jr. is the defending event winner, but that happened at the I-30 Speedway, which is now closed for good. The ASCS title has already been awarded to Jason Martin. You can watch the Short Track Nationals all weekend over on Flow. Short Track Super Series, uh, South Region has their final event of the year this weekend at Georgetown Speedway, $7,000 to win on Saturday night, plus a full card of other divisions including 602 Sportsman and the aforementioned Super Late Models. Out in California, the NARC Sprint Cars are at Kern County with just two races left in their season. After Saturday, their final show is November 4th at the Stockton Dirt Track. Corey Day currently uh, leads the NARC standings. Justin Sanders, Dominic he's still very much in the fight here, though. At Bridgeport Speedway, it's Sprint Toberfest weekend. They've got 410s, uh, new sprints, and the USAC East Coast Sprint cars all on the card there. 410 field looks like it'll be very solid. I've seen names like Justin Peck, Danny Dietrich, and Kyle Reinhart. I'm sure other Central PA guys will make that toe. And not too far from where I sit currently, the Dirt Car World Short Track Championship is going on today through Saturday at Charlotte. Haven't heard a total car count, but it's big. Uh, they'll have packed days of action for Pro Modifieds, Pro Late Models, Sport Compacts, 602 Late Models, Pro Stocks, Sportsman, Mini Stocks, and Crate Sportsman. You can watch that one live all weekend over on Dirt Vision. All right, that's it for today's daily streaming schedule, analytics, news, and more at dirttracker.com. You can uh, follow Dirt Tracker on social media everywhere at Dirt Tracker. You can get merch at shop.dirttracker.com. Hope you guys have a great Thursday out there. We'll see you right back here on Sunday.